Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer. Gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. This is the Epic Pie Cast, episode 50. I'm your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. 5-0, the big 5-0. Happy anniversary. Goodness gracious. What is the 50th anniversary? Is that silver? I have no idea. Really? I literally have I no idea. I was hoping you would know. Maybe 25 is silver. And I, was only, gold. I was only married for two and a half years. I never even made it past paper. Wait, no, paper's one, so you made it to two. What's two? Uh, I don't know. Chestnuts? <laughs> There's a bunch of weird stuff in those anniversaries. Yeah, no, there are. Numbers. There are. Like, I think one of them is like 10. Oh, yeah. And the other one's like, I don't know, a rock. One of them is powder. Powder? Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> Is that the cocaine anniversary? Hey, I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Where's my gift? <laughs> Where's that China white? Um, Yeah, here we are. 50. Oh 50 my God. fucking episodes. I wonder, I wonder how much, like... How much re- how much audience retention we've had? I mean, is is there a listener out there who's listened to all 50 episodes? There's gotta be one. And if there's one... It's C. Muldrow. I don't think C. Muldrow's listening anymore. <laughs> I think I think people have been jumping off this ship ever since we hit, hit an iceberg like 20 episodes ago. Oh, no. What was the 20th? What, what happened 20 episodes ago? I don't know, but you can go to the archives at nerdyshow.com <laughs> and tell us because I'm not looking up anything this month. You know what? Here, here, after 50 episodes, I'm very curious, dear listener. What's your favorite moment of the podcast? Send us an email. At epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. Tell us, tell us what your favorite moment of the podcast is. And then maybe, maybe in like some future episode, we'll play like a, like a, like a clip show, like a best hits version of the podcast. And it's just, just the hits. I love how you just volunteered me for the most <laughs> tedious, laborious editing job I have ever had. That was awfully fun. No, what I'll do, I'll track them down. I'll tell you, you know, like minute 42 to minute like 52 on oh, episode well, that, three. That would be great. That yeah, would be I'll, so do much that I'll do that. I think it's fitting that we are now turning 50 
or our <laughs> the podcast our is turning podcast 50 there, Grandpa. Turning 50. Well, yes. even not turning 50. It's turning 50 episodes. But yes. I think it's fitting that here, right here at the end of the year, hitting our 50th episode. Right. And my computer has shit the bed. That is true. Your oh your God. computer is kaput. I'm running uh, a... I have a pretty old uh, uh, Mac Pro that I have upgraded to literally the end of the road i cannot upgrade <laughs> i cannot add ram no i cannot add another uh, hard drive to it i no, can't update no, no, the operating no. system anymore it is at its limit and i have i have researched it thoroughly and yeah. i found that everything is at the end of the road and that's fine i've still been able to use it i can your computer has Pro tools. I the can, bed i can use the internet I, I, everything is shitty but i can still do <laughs> sure. everything uh but it eventually just it took a nap on me <laughs> just like a week before we recorded this episode and i don't like, think there's like any... a like an old man after a large meal yeah we uh well we took we took old yeller up to the farm <laughs> oh no there's been a few uh computer problems that have interfered with the recording of the show uh, that's true this isn't back, the first time this is not the back first time. episode 13 yeah uh, yeah, your computer shit the bed then too. I don't think it's coming back this time. I think. Ooh, really? I, oh, I think she's oh, done for. Oh, so now I have this. Rest in peace. Old. Now I have this ancient, <laughs> forty-pound MacBook. Yeah, yeah, it's so old that there's a in the in the in the bar at the bottom. There's an icon for AOL Instant Messenger. That's oh my fucking god! That's what. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a picture of this and then I'm gonna and we're gonna put it in the show notes. No, I would be embarrassed. No, would, no, we're, be, we're gonna do it. If you took an unflattering photo of me, I'd be more okay with that. This is humiliating. <laughs> I want you to pose by this ancient piece of technology. How do you guys record on an etch a sketch? <laughs> Basically, it's a rock you plug in. It's oh, it's sad, and so it's got. It's also compromised in its abilities to process data at uh-huh. a high rate. So well, sure. we're going to have to keep this month's episode kind of yeah, short. Pretty Otherwise, short. Pretty short thing, episode. I think this thing it's it's going to get the most use it's had in years. It's yeah. going to burst into flames. If we, <laughs> if we fight too much about Batman this month, it's no, not no, gonna no, be able to keep no. We're going to keep this snappy. Snappy, as they say. This is going to be a snappy episode. So we've got no guest. No go. No guest. It's just the two of us. Just you and me, buddy. Here with Hal. <laughs> and we are gonna take a look back oh dear at the year that was 2016, 2016. Oh. it was the worst of times it, it was, was the, the worst, worst of, of times. times we can all agree that our social <laughs> medias are currently filled with people complaining oh yeah about how 2016 was the worst year ever uh i am nicknaming uh 2016 the dumpster fire year it was just awful yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't want to poop on anybody's parade but that's the thing a person says right before they poop on somebody's parade <laughs> but a lot of these expressions are paired with a a uh an anxiousness for for the dawn of 2017 just right. to get this year right. over with right as though an arbitrary demarcation yes, of time exactly. is going to stop this shit flood. Yeah, no, no. The, sh- the, the floodgates of the shit river have opened, and they're not a closing anytime soon, folks. I'm here to tell you that if 2016 was the Phantom Menace, 2017 is going to be Attack of the Clones. Oh, dear God. That's the best fucking analogy I've heard in a long goddamn time. Maybe marginally better <laughs> but when it sucks it's it's gonna suck yeah this isn't like time isn't like a nintendo uh system you don't hit the reset button everything just kind of goes back to zero that's, if, that's not how time works if that happened we would all quit drinking and go to the gym all year long <laughs> right 
Uh, just like we all do up until January 10th. So we've had we've had a pretty crazy year. Lots of stuff happened. Some of it good, some of it bad, some of it awful, some of it not as awful. Uh let's go through it. Let's go through it. Let's go through the year. And let's talk let's talk about some of the some of the highs and some of the lows. We'll talk about the things we liked and the things we didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Wait, I think we do this every year, right? This is well, thing we, we do. do different versions the of the yearly year. wrap up. We do something similar to this uh-huh. every year. Uh-huh. So guess what? No new surprises. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so what do you want to do? You wanna do the good? You wanna do the bad? Um, let's do bad first. That way we can end on a high note. That sounds terrific. Yeah, yeah, let's do the bad. Uh, I mean, I have a list here. It's not really in chronological order, but I got a, I've got a shit ton of stuff that I just kind of shake my head at very slowly. That you, things that you think were the lowlights yeah. of 2016. Yeah, here's, you want to hear the first one? Hit me with it. I debated flat earth with an actual human being. Ooh, that is a low. Yeah. That actually happened. That actually happened in 2016. In 2016. I, I had a debate as to whether or not the earth is actually a spheroid or a flat plane. That actually happened. That is remarkable. Yeah. I'm envious. <laughs> I wish I had something cool like that. I wish, I wish it was you instead of me. Oh. <laughs> On my bad list, yeah. I've got Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh God, that's pretty bad. Oh, what a loud, angry, what? unfun <laughs> car crash of a movie that was. What? I mean, I was going to call it a shart, but it's not a shart. It's a hard, constipated poop I waited that hurts four, on the way out. I waited 40 years to see that on the screen, and then I waited two and a half hours for it to end. <laughs> yeah. God, that was... Jesus freaking Christ. Um, oh, uh, the Big Apple Circus is no more. Oh. The Big Apple Circus filed Chapter 11 and is no longer an entity that operates in any capacity whatsoever. That hurts. Yeah, 2016 killed a circus. Speaking of killing, The Killing Joke. An animated feature film was made that was sort of based on a beloved graphic novel. Jesus Christ, that was bad. Half of it was a movie that wasn't in our book, and the rest of it was reminding us that that book that we liked really wasn't that good to begin with. Uh, I don't know. I'll argue with the book, but the, the, the animated movie was abysmal. Abysmal. I would have rather just watched Batman fart for 60 minutes. <laughs> you know what? Not for nothing. I would also watch that. Okay, fair Seriously. Uh, I guess, I, guess, I mean, I, I suppose I, I'm, I'm the one that has to say it. Uh, the, the Orlando shooting. Just oh, my God. Did the, the tragedy of just so many innocent, wonderful lives and one angry man with a gun is just, I mean, I can't. Uh, it's still it's it still keeps me up at night. Just how fucking horrible that was. Uh, I feel you, a lot of yours are, are focusing on things that happened, and mine are focusing <laughs> on things that I saw. That's fine. That's fine oh, because okay. because because we, I, we have to cover all the bases. Oh, Marvel's Doctor Strange. Whoa, really? You didn't like Doctor Strange? I liked it for the first half hour after I walked out of the theater, and then I had a few hours to go. Wait a minute, that was bullshit. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was, that kind of breaks my heart because I, I really like that film. You know what bummed me out about it? What? Is that no internet film critic is going to call Dr. Strange a Mary Sue. And that motherfucker was the Mary Sueiest Mary Sue <laughs> that ever Mary Sued since Luke Skywalker. Wait, Good. that's your problem with it? Is that, that like male media isn't going to call it a Mary Sue? No, 
Well, my problem with it is that its its protagonist is of all of the Marvel movies to date yeah. the least likable uh, character. He's yeah. he's he's reprehensible. He is not likable at all. He's a dick, and we spend the whole movie trying to celebrate him uh, in his <laughs> triumph. He, he as makes a, a dick. turn, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. He's a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> look, I got to go harsh on it. I hear you. I, I hear you. I have to feel like it makes <laughs> the list worthwhile. <laughs> Uh, uh, I guess we have to mention some celebrity uh, deaths. Uh, Alan Rickman hit me pretty hard. Oh, man. Prince hit me pretty hard. Uh, Although I was never a fan, but I understood his contribution. David Bowie is a tremendous loss, you know? I Uh, never anticipated that Gene Wilder was ever going to die. (laughs) Yeah, that one. That one hurt quite a bit, actually. Uh oh my god I, I forget his name but the 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 actor who played uh Green Hornet oh I don't remember his died name. I don't remember his name either please forgive me Green Hornet fans because it's right on the tip of my tongue was it um was his name uh Muhammad Ali oh or Muhammad Abe, Ali that's right or Abe Vigoda Abe Vigoda or Leonard legend. Cohen Leonard Cohen Florence Henderson Florence Henderson John Glenn. John Glenn, that's right. That was just not too long ago. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Fife Dog. Fife Dog. So, and, and, the, and the countless others that we're not even naming, you know, just... The others that we aren't naming, like Alan Thicke. Well, I mean, the, I mean there's a lot, a lot of really influential people passed yeah. away this year. And... You know, I, I, it kind of trivializes them that, to lump them all together. But yeah. I, was, uh, I was kind of embarrassed by how deeply affected I was by Prince's death. I get, that one really yeah. got to me. No, I, had I, a no, lot I remember of, a lot of uh, emotion uh, tied up into so much of his early work. And yeah. 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 So that one was, that one was sad. And it also, it bummed me out because Prince like star Wars is one of the things that like, I remember enjoying as a kid with my mom, right? Because my relationship with my mom was weird and had strange boundaries, <laughs> but we both loved purple rain. There's so many songs about jerking off on that record. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but Prince's death, uh, yeah, that one really. Yeah. 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 Oh, here's an interesting thing that I had my life threatened by a white racist. That's the thing that happened in 2016. Yay. Where's your bucket list and your your Sharpie. And I guess as a follow up to that, I was, I was, uh, I I was attempting, how do I say this? Two people in response to me getting threatened. Uh, via racism tried to gaslight me and tell me that my experience was wrong. Oh yeah. Two, was... two things that, that, that I had to deal with in 2016. Yeah. I watched that play out on your Facebook. Yeah. That was, something. that was good times. That was special times. Uh, <laughs> I would add the growing legitimacy. People who subscribe to conspiracy theories have been given by the internet this year, which is only buttressed by this ongoing debate over quote unquote, Fake news. Oh, dear. The fact that that is a debate is astonishing. <sighs> it's astonishing. When there are still journalistic standards that have to be met by major news outlets. Yeah. Yeah. The conspiracy theorists believe that that's not true and that they are trying to silence the truth by using <laughs> terms like fake news to dismiss their stories about Sandy Hook being a false flag operation. Oh, God. Or about uh, Hillary Clinton dying and using a body double on the campaign trail. Oh, uh, God. The, that's the, a, the, wait, that's a thing? The ongoing debate about fake news is just making <sighs> conspiracy theorists feel smarter and they are louder and they are making me crazy, man. Yeah, I guess 2016 really empowered... Uh, 
you know, racist, white supremacists and crackpots, basically. Oh, it also empowered a lot of smug coastal liberals like us too. We yeah, stand on our true. when we can when uh, when uh, we are quick that's to judge true. a difference in opinion as as Nazism at times. Not to say there are cases of it, oh, yeah. but I have watched also watched arguments online where somebody's like, oh, "I gotta kind of disagree with that opinion." There, well, you're a Nazi. Oh dear, uh, we're all doing a shit job. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. empowered the worst elements of all of our various ideologies. I saw Captain America: Civil War. I don't know if I hated it, but I'm pretty indifferent about it. You're putting it on your bad list? Yeah. That's on my good list. I'm indifferent. I'm, I'm going to a- come back to it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. I'm like... Meh. One of the most excruciating things that every last one of us endured this year was a 2016 presidential race. Hooray. An endless campaign. <sighs> that was bad. Yeah. That was bad. You know what else was bad? What? Uh, the actual voting part. Oh, right. The results of the 2016 yeah. presidential election. Yeah. That was horrible. Oh, my God. Do you know what else was terrible? What, what else is terrible? Watching the president elect, select his cabinet oh, yeah. in there in the twilight of 2016. Yeah. That was a funny punchline tacked on to a shit pie in the face. You know You know what else is funny? Huh. What, what, watching our president-elect... Get get into a Twitter battle with China. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. You know, you try you try <laughs> your hardest to convince yourself that every day that you aren't living in like the forward of the next Bible. Yeah. When humanity, when the, the last <laughs> stragglers are standing in the ruins of society and they have to like create a new philosophy and mythology and sure, and religion sure. to carry forward that that we are all actually living yeah. in the foreword of that book. Yeah. There's a, uh, a performer that I admire a great deal. And I'm, I don't want to out him on the podcast because I don't think I have permission to talk about it because he's not here. Um, but he is a top-level performer. In fact, <coughs> he is a world record holder, and there's literally only one person in the world who can do what he does, and it's him. He's the, he is the best in the world at what he does. And not for nothing, he's a, he's a bit of an idol of mine. And I've always kind of uh, been very um, envious of not only his career, but just, you know, the, the, the way he sort of commands a stage and things like that. And, and uh, over, the, over 2016, I've had the honor of having lots of sort of online discourse with him and, and mm-hmm. talking back and forth. And, and, and I, I was even invited to his birthday party and like, I got to meet him and, 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 and all of that is wonderful. What shakes to me, my very core is that not that he's a Trump supporter because, because <coughs> I mean, difference of opinion is difference of opinion. I don't particularly care, but he basically goes, he's a, he's an online trumpet Trump troll. Mm-hmm. He uses words like libtard and, you know, social justice warrior, like it's an insult. And, and it breaks my heart because I've met this man. He's the sweetest guy you could possibly ever meet. I mean, he literally, after his birthday party, welcomed me into his home, fed me, gave me booze, gave me a tour, like, and introduced me to every single one of his friends as the great Nelson Lugo going on and on about how wonderful a magician I am. And I'm trying to correlate, not correlate, justify, what's the word I'm looking for? Piece together 
these two incongruent experiences I have of this man. <laughs> I, I know him. Well, I don't know him, but I've met him. And I have an impression of him as being a really good, wonderful, down-to-earth guy. And then he's online and he just spouts all of this really horrible stuff. And I don't care that he's a Trump supporter. It's the kind of Trump supporter that I have a problem with. It's that, it's that old adage, like never meet your idols because you're going to get, you're going to get your heart broke or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you can compartmentalize and, and you can, uh, Oh, I absolutely am. I am compartmentalizing like a mofo. I am certain that when you met him and, and you hung out with him, that he was probably not speaking in the language of Facebook comments. Absolutely not. No, 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 absolutely not. He, in fact, uh, not a single word about politics the entire time I've been in his presence. You know, I feel like there was a lot of rhetoric thrown around uh, that was quickly dismissed right after the election results that was, hey, let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. Right. And right, I think right. that that's uh, kind of bullshit. I, I don't think yeah, we, we I need think to give bull- him a chance. I, think I don't need to give him a chance. It's, he is very firmly established and confident in who he is and what he wants to do. That's fine. Yeah. But if I could just stretch that a little bit, I think we should give the people who supported him a chance at times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not wholesale. No. But especially no, 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 no. the people in our lives, when you have an experience with somebody that is very warm and touching and sincere and heartfelt and yeah. moving because you are yeah. a fan of theirs, and then you find out that their online persona is is like this little farting demon, um, that you might not necessarily always need to put that in front of the horse. No, no. And I, I just I, chopped up a whole bunch of adages there and I don't think any of them made sense. <laughs> no. And I think, I think you're right. And I, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm basically separating the man from his rhetoric. And I think, I think everybody is different in person than they are online. I know I am. Um, and I'm just going to continue holding this image and experience of this man that I had in person and I'm really going to do my best to just not engage with it online, which I have been doing, you know, and, you know, hopefully, you know, and he, he, be, he, we actually talked politics for the very first time the other day. I posted something. I just happened to be walking uh, by Trump Tower and I took a picture and I used a quote from Rogue One about, you know, uh, rebellions are always built on hope, you know, not my president, you know, unprecedented. And he he wrote something actually pretty kind. He said, you know, uh, uh, although we disagree, I really hope that you can see that, you know, he's going to do something. I'm paraphrasing like a motherfucker, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope I hope you can see that he's going to do good and give and, and please give him a chance. And I responded, you know, I difference of opinions aside, I think I think different opinions are, are wonderful things. I don't share your confidence and I'm scared. You know, I hope, I hope with every fire of my being that you're right. Right. And, you know, his last comment was, is we'll see. And like, that's it. That's really what this all boils down to is like, we'll see. Yeah. You know, and history will, I just hope history looks back on this moment kindly. Um, Cause I'm not convinced it will be. Let's not tear one another to pieces yet. Until the ice monsters arrive. <laughs> right. Right. And Cause I, right. Because right now it's a lot of wouldas and couldas and shouldas. There's no definites yet. Yeah. But the ice monster. But the ice coming. monster is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, in 2016, uh, I feel my depression has reached its its zenith. Yeah. I have, I have, I I was gonna, I was gonna, I was hoping you were gonna mention it. I have been at my absolute emotional worst this year, and I'm not tying this into our talk about the election results. No, no, no. It's just independent of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I 
struggle with depression in a terrible way. And 2016 was the worst and the most consistent that I've had yeah. it yeah. in my life. So uh, that really just kind of colored everything. Maybe Batman v Superman was a great movie. <laughs> no, 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 it was not. You're you're okay. Oh. Please don't let that be the litmus test for your happiness and sanity, because <laughs> that's fucking horrible. Um, yeah, I've noticed. I've I've noticed that you've really been struggling more so this year than in the past, and and it's hard because like I'm you know as your friend and and I kind of see you going through it, and I feel kind of. I don't know. I feel I feel like I should be doing more. But no, no, no. You're fine. I'm really good about reaching out for help when I need it. <laughs> yeah, you've never done that. I don't do that. You've never done that ever. You're uh, doing a fine job. <laughs> no, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to make this about me. But I'm just saying that you know, I I see you. I see you struggling, and I want to do more for you as well. Is all I'm saying. Uh, well, this is just too real for our comedy radio show. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is I, it? I've had enough talking about the bad. I'm already bummed out. I want to talk about the good stuff. All right. Can I, can I, can I mention two more things? You got two more? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both, they're, they're, they're both in the same vein. Bring them. Uh, I dated two women. I broke up with one. I, I, I basically, I broke someone's heart and I got my heart broken. Ooh. That sucks. Yeah. Sorry to hear it. Yeah. <sighs> Old Lang Syne. <laughs> right. We went with through all the bad things, but if you yeah, had yeah. to pick one thing that was the worst thing. I guess the worst thing for me, oh, there were so many. I guess personally, I guess on, on, a, on a personal level, the worst thing for me was <laughs> the, the death of the Big Apple Circus. I think that both, both personally and professionally, I think that really uh, hit me the hardest. Uh, ultimately, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know that that was. I know that that one was hard on you. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm. My condolences. Yeah. Uh, and what? What is yours? The the worst thing for 2016. The worst thing for 2016. Yeah. It's the death of my computer. <laughs> right. What's wrong with you? All that other stuff is nonsense. Garnish. Sprinkles. <laughs> Right. No, my sweet electronic <laughs> robot friend is dead, and yes. I don't know how I'm supposed to go on without her. Well, you just buy a new one, really. Oh, right. I, yeah, you just buy a new I one. I just spend a ton of money, and then you I get spend, a, You I get spend a, a lot of money. And I upgrade from Wally to Eva. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Wally to Eva. Yes, upgrade. And I mean, I say this kind of jokingly to, you know, make light of all of the actual horrible things that happen. Yes, yes, you, yes, yes. There are a few things that really get under my skin, like like my, like my computer dying. And it's been like, no, I mean, it look. has kind of colored the last month. Well, your, your computer is more than just for porn for you. Like you create art on your computer. You know what I mean? It's, wow. it's your center of, of creativity that gets created. You know, I don't know who it was that said it, but there was a meme that, that got circulated quite a bit here at uh -huh. the end of the year of everybody saying, like, in case you in case you thought that 2016 wasn't the worst year ever, let us just remind you that Halloween fell on a Monday and that Christmas and New Year's Eve both fall on weekends. Yeah. yeah. I think that... That kind of sums, sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Can we talk about good stuff now? Let's talk about the good stuff in 2016. Except I have one more bad thing. God damn it. There isn't a whole lot of good stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. You know, for somebody who is, 
identifies as a pessimist. Uh, I have more stuff on my good list than my bad list. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Let me look over this. All my bad stuff is all kind of lumped together. Um, a bunch of dead people and a really disappointing political here's the decision. Thing. Here's the thing. Like in past years, because I've, I've, I, every for the past like four years, I've, I've written like in January this long list of accomplishments I did. So to re- basically a to remind myself of hey, here's all the things that I've done because I like to beat myself up that I don't do enough. Uh huh. And so I, I posted publicly to keep myself honest, essentially, right? And this year, I didn't, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you could be the arbiter on this one. Um, here's, here's what I have on the good list, right? Uh, I bought and read three books written by women I know personally. I know for a fact that one of them is The Girl From Everywhere by Heidi Heilig. Yep, yep. And her second book's coming out soon. We're going to get it back on the podcast. Um, what do you got? Oh, I did not read books written by people that I know. Oh, wait, that's not true. I that's didn't... not true. You read, read at least one. I read a book written by somebody that I know. I don't even want to talk about it because it was, it was uh, fucking awful. It was Ooh, so fucking awful. Really? No, I don't even know. I'm not even giving airtime to talking about this guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. You did. Oh my, oh my God. We should totally do a, like a, like an extra bonus episode on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I totally want to do that. Good things that happened in 2016 yeah. or things that I enjoyed about 2016. Yeah. Deadpool. <gasps> Deadpool's fantastic. It was exciting and it was funny. Yeah. And I had so much fun and it had a lot of really kind of progressive elements to it that I was Absolutely. surprised by. It made me give a fuck about Deadpool. I've never cared about Deadpool as a comic book character ever. I've I... never given a shit. I thought it was a stupid, yeah. like a, uh, a vehicle for crass dick jokes and, and, and just nonsense humor. and which it is but when handled by good writers and director and ryan reynolds it's incredibly charming i loved deadpool so much you i was, took the words right out of my mouth i was so excited by how much i liked that movie i was i was just yeah. blown away i loved it yeah no i did i did too you said everything i was gonna say that's it's it's one of my top five best experiences of 2016 it is probably the movie that was released this year that i saw the most times Really? I would say that. I've probably seen Deadpool a half dozen times. Wowzers. Oh, yeah, I, I got I to gotta get the DVD of it or something. Um, I guess all of my stuff is like little things, like little things that just, like I wrote, I wrote flavor text on a collectible card game. Okay. I wrote, I wrote flavor text on a single card for a collectible card game that got published this year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I got writer's credit on a, on a, on a game. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's one card. I mean, it's not like I did anything uh, substantial. I completed recording all of my parts for a collaborative EP with my friend Shale Riley. Oh, that's right. We thought that record was going to be finished this year, but it's not. No, 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 no. So it's coming out in 2017, Before the World Ends. And <laughs> uh, Is it called Before the World Ends? Uh, yeah, it doesn't have a name yet, but it is. It's not just with uh, Shale Riley, but it's also with Ty, who is the production force behind Shale's band, the Double Ice Backfire. Oh, okay. So it's a collaboration between me and Shale Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. Oh, nice. Uh, and I think it's a great record. I worked on it all year. We both did. All three of us did. Worked really hard on it. It's it's not finished yet, but it will be coming out in 2017. Uh, I should have put on the bad list that it didn't come out, but I'll put oh, on the good list. That's okay. That it's done. It's yeah, in the can. It's in the can. I'm excited it's, about it's, it. It's, it's in post-production. Yeah. My, my computer died uh, the day after... <laughs> How fortuitous. Yeah. That could have gone the other way so badly. Yeah. Um, I auditioned to be a clown doctor for the Big Apple Circus. Oh, yes. 
and I beat out a veritable fuck ton of the best and the brightest New York has to offer for two spots, and I got it. Bravo! Yeah, that was a, that was a great achievement. That it, yeah, no, that's 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 the one big thing last year that I can point to. You know, I'm getting the feeling again that this list, like your bad list, is going to be a bunch of things that like you have personal experience with and uh-huh. mine are, are just like a list of movies and video games yeah because i didn't i made a record <laughs> that didn't come out <laughs> but that's it like that's it like um i i watched the pilot episode of twin peaks with you <sighs> okay terrific <laughs> on my good list captain america civil war uh, no i told you i was gonna come back to it no i thought it was fun no i liked, liked spider-man no I liked the big uh, no it doesn't matter. You don't matter. You know, you know what you did like that what? I liked? What's that? Ghostbusters. Fuck yeah, I love me some Ghostbusters. Yeah. Kate McKinnon. Oh my God, I want to be Kate McKinnon when I grow up. That one felt great because we'd spent a year defending a movie that we hadn't seen against people <laughs> who were condemning a movie for a year that they hadn't seen. Yes. So it felt satisfying in the end for both of us yeah. because we yeah. saw a movie that we really enjoyed and they saw a movie that didn't make enough money to make get a sequel. So everybody won, actually. Oh, really? It didn't do well? No. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, I learned five new magic acts. Oh, that's great. One of them actually made it on stage. That's great. Yeah. Again, (laughs) personal accomplishments. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I watched three entire television series on Netflix that I loved. They were Stranger Things, The Get Down, and Luke Cage. I still haven't seen Luke Cage. God damn it. Watch Luke Cage. I'm going to hurry up. Iron Fist is coming soon. And then the Defenders. Oh, fuck. I can't. You've got to get much. It's too much. I can't. It's too much. Luke Cage is one of those series where after the fact, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking it like might be my favorite of all of the Netflix Marvel series. You've already, but you've already said that. You've already said that you like Luke Cage is your favorite. No, I didn't. I said Jessica Jones was. Do you listen to this podcast? No. Good. Nobody else does either. <laughs> uh, I saw Star Trek Beyond. Oh, I didn't. I loved it. Excellent. But then again, I'm the target audience for that. So I might be incredibly biased when it comes to that sort of thing. This year for my birthday, Nelson Lugo got me in a Kindle Fire and the password to his Comixology account. (laughs) That's right. So he basically gave me a thousand comic books. Yeah. Which was great because now I've learned how to read comic books on a tablet, which, uh, boy, that really enhances the experience. The whole movement of going panel to panel. Oh, yeah. The guided view? Yeah, and having, like, reveals. Yeah. When a pan, when a camera like pulls out, yeah, that's yeah. excellent. And I have been missing out for a long time. You have. As, as a result of reading that, I found a series that I absolutely love called Clean Room. <gasps> you like Clean Room? I like Clean Room so goddamn much. Really? Yes. Oh. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was one of the, that, that was the ones that was after you read a couple of uh, uh, books, you asked me for some recommendations. Yeah. And I hesitated telling you about Clean Room. Yeah. Because I just I didn't think you would like it. It's a horror story with demons that is <laughs> set around a vague representation of the Church of Scientology. Yeah. And I, I, it hit me at the right time because I just kind of developed this fascination with the Church of Scientology. And I love <laughs> comic books like Lock and Key and Outcast and Rachel's Rising where there's demons possessing humans. So yeah, it yeah, just yeah, all yeah. hit me with beautiful artwork, great storytelling. It is cool great characters. artwork. It's just excellent. Clean Room from Image. Read it. Clean Room. Uh, also, uh uh, put this on your on your good list. Uh, there's a new Lock and Key thing coming out soon. What the f? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a standalone issue. Um, but there's a new Lock and Key story coming. Oh, excellent! Yeah, 
Also, this is from 2015, but I didn't discover it until this year, and I was telling Luca before we started recording, was Satellite Sam. Yeah, you're telling me about this. Satellite Sam is an excellent series. It's already done. It's collected. It's 15 issues or three trades. uh, Written by Matt Fraction, who can do no wrong. (laughs) In your eyes. And drawn by Howard Chaikin, who drew a bunch of porno books in the 80s, like uh, Black Kiss. Uh Uh, It's a kind of a crime noir story set in New York City, 1951, around the cast and crew of a live sci-fi television Buck Rogers-esque show called Satellite Sam and there's a murder mystery and there are all these people scrambling for positions in this in this growing industry and there's <laughs> tons and tons and tons of fucking so much fucking by this like porno book guy and then at every the end of every trade there are these interviews and Matt Fraction is clearly fanboying interviewing Howard Chaikin and oh, sure. it becomes very oh, clear sure. that he got to meet him and then wrote this whole story and just to work just with to him. work with and him. pitched it to him and and uh, it's excellent. It's an excellent story. Oh, okay. I, I, I will, I will definitely check it out. Yeah. Uh, I read so many good books this year. Uh, geez. I mean, where do I even begin? I discovered a, um, a book called low that I am really, really enjoying. And it's this sort of far flung future underwater city because the surface is toxic kind of story, but the underwater city is now becoming toxic and this war and, and, you know, fish people and pirates and mech suits and submarines and naked ladies and naked men and drugs. And just, it's fucking incredible. Low, low, L O W low. It's 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 been one of my favorites reading. I'm, I'm catching up. I'm slowly catching up, but so, but it's it's got me hooked, and I like it a lot. Uh, moving from Netflix to cable television, uh-huh. uh, my I think my favorite show on television right now, yeah. is Full Frontal with Samantha B. It is a late night. I don't know this half hour. Um, I, it's kind of a talk show format, kind of a news show format. Sure, she sure, does sure. you know a monologue with commenting on the news, and right. they have like. Uh, correspondent segments. She was she was a, a correspondent on the on the Daily Show for like oh that's right ten yeah, years yeah, or something. Yeah. And she has a show now on TBS, which airs on Monday nights. There's a lot. There's a very crowded and very male yes um, <laughs> landscape yes. of late night TV talk show hosts, and not a single one of them has the fucking guts that Samantha B does. Really? Her show is fearless. I know Trevor Noah is still kind of finding his way on the Daily Show. Yeah, but every now and then they have like the really kind of biting satire uh-huh. that like works and every now and then you know Stephen Colbert has been a little defanged since moving over to CBS but every now and then he still cuts through like pretty sharp sure Samantha B there's not a fuck in her body really? she is absolutely fearless and and pointed and dead on all the time and wow. angry oh my god and she is so, so angry she is so funny um, Full Frontal with Samantha B is my favorite show of 2016 oh, okay. and it has been it has been an absolute godsend throughout the election uh, uh-huh. During the campaign, uh-huh. it's it's just been it's it's kind of sends me back to, you know how wonderful it was to have John Stewart during the yeah, Bush yeah, administration. Yeah. It's like that, but even fiercer. Wow, yeah. uh, I discovered <laughs> I'm late to the party, but I I've been watching um, House of Cards mm-hmm. uh, with uh, what's his name? Oh, damn it! The, the actor, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yes, so good. It is so good. And I normally don't like those kind of shows where where they kind of glorify the villain and you're supposed to root for him but also hate him at the same time. Um, but this is done so smartly and so 
wonderful. They don't really pull any punches, and everybody's a fucking horrible human being, and it's just great to watch. Did you just start watching that show so you could see your friend's boobs? Uh, no, but I did get to see my friend's boobs. Oh, okay. And my friend's boobs are lovely, <laughs> and she's a lovely lady. Oh, while we're talking about television, uh-huh. uh, you know what else I loved on television this year? What's that? Beyonce at Super Bowl 50. All right. Remember how that set the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Internet on fire? Yeah, with the sharks. It's no, that was Katy Perry. Oh, that was last year, wasn't yeah. it? This is when Beyonce did uh, her number, her song formation. <laughs> Alongside Bruno Mars and Chris Martin of Coldplay, uh-huh, uh-huh, but you uh-huh. might have forgotten that Chris Martin of Coldplay was there. Everybody else did. Uh, I but forgot- it tore up the internet for a few days because uh, racists, including my stepbrother's family, got really worked up about the fact that Beyonce was on air expressing like oh, black yeah. supremacy, and they were doing gestures of the Black Panthers, and it was the most <clears throat> hysterical reaction to a non-news story I have ever heard. But the the fact of the matter was, it was an incredibly good performance. And it was awesome to see something like that at the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> and then to watch people shit their pants about it. To watch lifelong football fans who were also trying to reconcile their own racism being like, oh, I'm going to boycott NFL next year. Like you fucking could. But <laughs> the fact that they got they got so under their skin by yeah, something yeah. that made them uncomfortable was just beautiful. And one of the best uses of mass media of, of the year. Uh, I guess I don't know. I guess I I kind of checked out because I don't. Oh, I don't. You, mi- you missed out. Then. I did. You I missed out on that story. No, I re- I remember people talking about Beyonce for like a week and then nobody cared. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, you don't but, buy that card, and I don't. I, I watch the Super Bowl because it's a huge culture event. Sure. Not because I have sure. like a horse in the race, unless yeah. I do have a horse in the race, which never happens because I'm a fan of the worst team in the NFL. Go Oakland Raiders. Um, <laughs> but I feel like even. <laughs> Even if we don't give a shit, it's worth mentioning no, that, the Chicago, that the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Oh my God, that's right. Even if you don't the like Chicago sports, Chicago fucking s- Cubs, you still root for an underdog, and there is no greater how long, underdog how in the long history was it? of. It was like, like 50, 80 years, eighty years or something, right? Yeah, yeah some like astronomically long amount of time. With with many of those eighty years, many of them letting them see it on the horizon getting close and just snatched away uh i felt i i stood up and cheered when i heard that the the, the cubs won the series and i don't uh, watch baseball no i was i was particularly proud because of i know moment. how many people were, were happy um about that. well that and also uh i've been to chicago a number of times and every time i've been to chicago i would always manage to watch a game at wrigley field hmm. uh and and if you've never been to 
the Chicago baseball stadium, it is an experience. Like it's, it's indescribable. It's a tiny little thing. And you can see apartment buildings all around it. And all the apartment buildings around it have built bleachers on their roofs so that all the people who live in those buildings could watch the games. It's incredible. That's where Harry Carey held court. Harry Carey. Uh, so, yeah, good on the Cubs. Good for them. Good for Chicago. Wait, I've got one more sports thing. Okay. I, I can't believe that I have three sports things. I know. In my, I'm, in my I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little shocked myself. Actually. I think we need to send a shout out to Simone Biles. <laughs> That's not really sports. She is an Olympic athlete. Wait, wait, wait hold on. What She's are you talking the about? gymnast who now oh. is the most decorated yes. gymnast yes. uh, in history with the collection of, of medals that she won both at this year's Summer Games yes. and at the World Championships in gymnastics. She won four gold medals at this Olympics, uh-huh. including best all-around women's performance. And she did things that human beings have never seen other human beings do. I completely agree. I she, thought you were talking about somebody, somebody else entirely. Simone Biles was an just an inspiring story to watch. And that just, was the, wait, and the, the just, Summer Olympics and, was this year, wasn't it? Yes. Holy shit. This was a leap year. Yeah. Year, leap years are when we have summer games yeah. and presidential elections. Yeah, yeah. I always love women's gymnastics in the Olympics. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> they Because they do, you're a perv. No, because they do things that only <laughs> cartoons are supposed to do. That is true. That is and true. And Simone they, Biles, she's, a, she's, a, she's basically a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that was really exciting, and I felt it. I thought, oh, my God, I feel so stupid. I thought you were talking about somebody else entirely. Oh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I know. I know that now. Well, one last sports thing. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the year, I went and played a benefit show in Columbus, Ohio, uh-huh. where uh, among the guests in attendance, I got to meet former WWE superstar Virgil. Huh. Which doesn't really mean a lot. <laughs> I-, I was a fan of the WWF in the 80s, and I saw Ted DiBiase wrestle a couple of times, uh-huh. and Virgil was his bodyguard, which who later yeah. then became a wrestler, yeah. and they had like a fight for his belt, and, and he left and joined the NWO when a bunch of... WWF sure. guys jump ship. Sure, sure, sure. But I got to meet him. And like, it was like one of the first, like, you know, times I got to meet like a wrestling guy yeah, that I'd yeah. been a fan of as a kid. Yeah. And he's an absolute fucking banana cake. He's <laughs> out of his mind. And I, I had, I had like two conversations like with him. Like legitimately crazy? At this, yeah. At this big like rock and roll show. Oh, I did two God. conversations with him. Both conversations within 30 seconds. Uh-huh. He was talking shit about Vince McMahon. It didn't take Holy long. shit. Like he's still kind of doing shtick. Ugh. And maybe he's not crazy, but. I, actually, no, I think he's he's kind of crazy. But, well, I mean, but I met him. That they, was cool. they, they might all be a bit punch drunk. You know what I mean? But sure. Be in the head. Taking a lot of falls. Uh, I want to go back to some pop culture. I saw the new Harry Potter universe film. Fantastic Ooh, Beasts. how was it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's it's almost it's dark and not for kids, but it's but it's a. It it lives in that Harry Potter universe, and so it's for kids at the same time. Uh, it's weird. People die, and gruesome shit happens. I liked it. And it's setting up itself to be essentially the franchise of the Harry Potter universe. Oh. There's going to be like 12 films coming out now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be... It's, it's, it's establishing itself as the new franchise. I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Didn't see it. I'm still kind of overwhelmed by the Harry Potter universe. I know. There's I know. a lot. And you don't, I don't like it. You don't like I've it. I've seen the movies, but I still don't like remember which one was which. There's so many characters. <laughs> and they all have such <laughs> whimsical names. They do. They do have whimsical. I guess I'm a sucker. I guess it's why I liked um, 
Doctor Strange because I'm such a sucker for Mary Sue's. Maybe, uh, but magic wielders. Ah, yes. Uh, story, stories that that involve uh, magic wielders in some capacity. So, we also saw Suicide Squad. Did I not put that on the bad list? I don't remember you mentioning Suicide oh, Squad. Oh well, Addendum Suicide Squad bad. I don't know. I think I think I I think I want to give it another chance. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll say like the first thirty minutes of Suicide Squad. I'll keep it on my good list. <laughs> I haven't watched an extended cut. I'm tired of DC movies coming out this year with them saying like, "Well, you yeah. got to see the extended cut." Because it's all the shit we cut the, out to make I, the, the story make sense. Well, why don't put it in the movie so it makes sense when I see it? Um, I saw four magic shows. I liked three of them. That's a cool story. <laughs> and none of the magicians that I saw would be listening to this. And so the, the sick burn of just saying I only like three out of the four is really falling on deaf ears. I see. Played some video games I liked this year. Did you now? Yeah, so did you. I played one video game I remember. I no, played, that's not true. We both played true. Uncharted 4. We did. I love Uncharted that's 4. That's a beautiful, fun, wonderful game. It is. I also played the Batman game. Yeah. Arkham Knight, which was caught great. caught up on that guy. Uh, I played uh, about a million hours of Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. I played several hours of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. As I did too. I did too. As well as the uh, downloadable game, Jack the Ripper Ooh. for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Have you played that? No. Oh, it's really good. Is it? Is it? Yeah. All right. I may, I may have to go back. Yeah. I may have to go back. It's worth it. So I got, actually got stuck in a place in Assassin's Creed where there's only one more like kind of story chunk that you can unlock, but I have to go back into all these side missions to unlock it. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I'm done with this game. And then I heard about Jack the Ripper. I was like, oh, LOL. <laughs> but the well, Jack the Ripper is a sta- its own game and it's excellent. Well, January, February, I got, a, I got a, a veritable whole lot of nothing happening. So maybe that's when I'll go back to uh, Jack the Ripper. I That'd mean, not Jack great. the Ripper, but Assassin's Creed. The best video game I played this year without question was an indie game from a company called Play Dead. They were the same uh-huh. people who made Limbo. Uh-huh. They put out a game this year called Inside. And that, Inside. Inside. It is a an atmospheric side-scroller puzzler uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that is that just I couldn't quit thinking about for months after I'd finished it. It's, 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 it's... I remember you mentioned breathtaking. Yeah, it's such a it's such a great game. Oh god, there's I can't, I can't. There's too much. There's too much for me to consume. I don't have enough hours in a goddamn day. Between TV and comic books and video games and books and life and work and it's just I can't. My brain hurts. Oh, you want to hear know what the, my favorite record of the year is? You have a favorite record? I have a favorite record of the year. Is it? Can I guess? Sure. Is it the new De La Soul one? Nope. Oh. What is it? But you're close. It's the new Tribe Called Quest. That's it. That's the one I was talking about. Yes. It's the new Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Back from the Dead, Tribe Called Quest released a record that many of us did not see coming. No. And I was delighted to find that it sounds like other Tribe Called Quest records. Like it's still like samples. <laughs> There's still like record static on it. It feels like a Tribe Called Quest record, like that there was one that was lost years ago. And then oh, we just wow. got it. And it's excellent. It, of, of course, it's kind of sad that it came out after Fife Dog had passed. But right. he's still on the record. Oh. So they, they, they got all these recordings. Um, they, they Apparently most of this record was in the can before he died. But it's called We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. And it, it not only is it their newest one in many, many years, but it's a, a final record. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, five Makes gone. sense. Makes sense. It's excellent. Is it? It is excellent. Oh, I just so can't good to listen hear. to it. That's so good to hear. Um. The game show host uh, insulted a bunch of my friends. 
Yeah, that's the thing that happened. <laughs> so we all got together and worked together and had a good weekend making arts and crafts together. Yeah. That was a cool thing that happened. So thanks, Alex Trebek. I became a party bus magician. <clears throat> you did become a party bus yeah. magician. Yeah, that's a thing I did this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still, the jury, my personal jury is still out as to whether or not that's a good or a bad thing. So, But for right now, I'm getting paid for it, so it's good. Good. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. What's that? But this year, a tiny pink nightmare came into my life named Roger. <laughs> Roger the hairless cat. Roger's a beautiful garbage sphinx that I got. <laughs> that I got. Garbage sphinx. Uh, he is just a wonderful, charming, is he? sweet little lover. Is he? He feels gross. Is he looks he? gross. His poops are terrible. I love him so much. Roger is a good cat. You're a good cat, Roger. He doesn't care. No. Not even looking at you. Doesn't, Not even looking at me. Doesn't give a fuck. He's wearing clothes and he's asleep. <laughs> Garbage cat. <laughs> I love Roger so much. And that was, Roger is, is definitely, he's pretty high on my list for 2016. Uh, I I saw a lot of uh, independent solo work this year. Some of it was great. Some of it wasn't great. But I think I, I think what I, what I like about it most is that I actually got out and saw stuff this year, which I rarely ever get to do these days. And so I'm actually really glad I got to do that. Oh, good. Yeah. I got to perform and, uh, uh, in two burlesque slash sideshow festivals this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Traveling. I did some traveling and it was lovely. I met a lot of really wonderful, wonderful people. And, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get to do those things again. That's great. I yep. had a great time uh, at South by Southwest. Oh, that's right. And Liberty City Anime Con. And I'm very excited that in January I will be uh, performing my first MAGFest. Hey! I got, I got uh, invited to MAGFest this year. So Congrats! Yeah. Um, I didn't get my invitation. When do you think I might get uh, Just keep checking your mailbox, buddy. Okay. It's coming. All right. They good. send they send physical mail, so it might take a little while. Okay, good, good, good. I have a perfect time. You just you it's, just watch that mailbox every day and you get those hopes nice and high. I am. Well, they're already high. I don't know if they can get any higher. Oh, terrific. Woohoo! Madfast! Uh, do you have a favorite thing of 2016 that happened Oof. or that you consumed or what have you in the year 2016? Mm-hmm. What what is it? What tops your list? Oh, jeez. Um, I guess, you know what? I guess it would have to be two things, or, or they're both like half things. One is actually being hired by the Big Apple Circus to be a clown doctor, mm-hmm. you know. For for however short a time that was, you know, I mean, I've now transferred into another company that does the same work, but for a little while there, my paycheck said Big Apple Circus. Right. And uh, that was that was a, an amazing moment in my life and, and an accomplishment that I do not take lightly. And I guess the other thing... <clears throat> is um and I guess it's it's more bittersweet than good or bad but I I finally put to bed my solo show uh Gathering the Magic and oh. you know I I performed it for 3 years <laughs> and it grew and evolved and uh it was a it was a crazy idea that that I had to get on stage and I got it on stage and I actually performed it and got reviewed and and it, it's it's just nice to look back three years later and and just say yeah that's a that's an accomplishment that's a thing that I did, you know. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, what what about for you, Schaefer? What's the best thing? I feel like it should be obvious because I haven't mentioned it yet. 
the best thing that happened to me in 2016. Yeah. Well, it just happened to me days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Did Did you get a flu shot? I got a flu shot in October. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that. All right. But three days ago, yeah. I saw Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, you did. Gareth Edwards' side entry into the Star Wars canon. The first of these. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The first story. of these so-called Star Wars stories that are going to be coming out in alternate years from actual episodes. Uh, it was released and we saw it. And if you haven't seen it, um, fix your life. If you haven't seen it by the time you're listening to this episode, uh, <clears throat> this has been the Epic Podcast, episode 50. I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. I've been your host, Shave the Dark Lord. Uh, be safe, Internet. Bye. And we'll we're, just call it a day. Just turn it off yeah, because we're gonna, yeah. there's nothing. Happy there. holidays. Happy New Year. We're going to talk about Rogue One, and we are not going to skimp on spoilers. Uh, Rogue One uh, tells the story of a bunch of uh, plucky rebels and their attempts to steal the plans for the Death Star so that we can see them delivered safely to Princess Leia on the blockade runner ship that we see at the beginning of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just great. It's, it's great good. in so many ways. It's got From problems, beginning to end. but it wouldn't be a Star Wars movie without problems. Well, I mean it's it's not it's not a perfect film, but I don't think that's what it's going for. It's going it's it's doing the job of filling in a gap that people have been speculating since fucking a new hope came out. And have they though? I don't think people have all, have been like gathered around being like, but what about that band of rebels that stole the plans of the Death Star? No, I, no, I seriously. Like there's been like, I, I, there's gotta be books or a story or, or like, I remember very specifically playing a Star Wars D&D campaign where I and my crew were the people who stole the Death Star plans and got them to the blockade oh, ship. Okay. Like this is this is a you know a seminal moment that just gets talked about and then you just kind of accept that it happens. And this is a now a 2 hour and 15 minute film that tells you exactly how those Death Star plans got into Leia's hands. And it is fucking fantastic. You know, among the many things that I like about it, one things that I like is that it is it's the first time I feel in a Star Wars movie where we've really seen like the consequences of war. Yeah. It looks like yeah. war. Yeah. Like it's not like it ain't we've got to have a couple of shots of Ewoks taking a knee or yeah. some younglings <laughs> getting slaughtered, but it's, you're watching like people explode and bodies fly through the air and it uh-huh. it's war. Yeah. I, what I also like is that it's the first time in, in, a, in the star Wars universe, which has always been very black and white heroes and villains, good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Those, those types of morality tales. Yeah, yeah. The first time that we've seen that, like, you know, perhaps the good guys aren't always so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first time, it's the closest any Star Wars film has come to actually acknowledging that the, the Rebel Alliance. It's is, the only time. Is that the Rebel Alliance is a terrorist organization. Yeah. Fighting against the fascist state, but nonetheless. Nonetheless. Like we have. And that, and that there are extremists even within that organization. We have, we have characters who we're rooting for who are struggling with their own sort of morality around assassinations. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and being Pe- the fact people, that they are the hired that they are hired guns for the rebellion to kill people. Yeah, that that they have done terrible things in the name of the rebellion. Yeah, terrible things, which hopefully, which the hope is will lead to good. Yeah, but terrible things nonetheless. I mean, we see our heroes murder yeah. in Star Wars movies, but it's always like with a triumphant fanfare, and that's like that's how they yeah. save the day. Yeah, it's the first time where we see. 
our hero's murder and then have that weigh on them. I liked it. I thought it was a very brave choice for a Star Wars story because it never, I, a Star Wars story, story has never been told in that way before. Because mm-hmm. again, like you said, the, the morality in Star Wars stories is always black and white. Mm-hmm. There's good and then there's evil and there's nothing really in between. Right. This was the first time where the good guys weren't as squeaky clean as we would like to have them be. And they're all they all have their hands dirty in some way, shape, or form. And they've all done terrible things because it's war. And that's what happens in wartime. You do terrible things for a greater good and in the hopes of a greater good. By that same card, we see the like inner mechanics of the bad guys and their own sort of power hierarchy yeah. and their own struggles. Yeah. When our, our chief baddie is like doing terrible things, we get a slightly sympathetic eye to his motivation behind things. That yeah. He needs to be ambitious if he wants to succeed in this company and he's yeah. being looked over and that it adds ambiguity to the bad guys. Right. Like, like it's, too. it's, it's weird. It's almost a flip in that a lot of the, a lot of the star Wars movies, there's a shit ton of bureaucracy mm-hmm. that happens and in this, it's actually kind of flipped. It's like you're, you're actually seeing a lot of the bureaucracy in the Empire because they're in power now. Like, they don't have to, like, you know, they don't have to, they are what they are. And now there's, like, middle managers and there's, you know, protocols and, and a chain of command and, you know, uh, very streamlined and very organized. And then we have the rebellion where, like, no one's showered in months. Like, there's dirt on everything. <laughs> You know, there's They're just believing in some damned fool idealistic crusade. Yes. You know, they're in fighting. They can't all agree on anything. It's it's their droid is a dick. Their droid is such a dick and so <laughs> fucking wonderful. And here's the thing. Here's where the big spoiler comes. Uh, yeah. It's to see a Star Wars movie, not just a Star Wars movie, but a Disney movie to boot. Yeah. Released for mass consumption for families around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Where literally every single one of our heroes dies. Every, every single one of them. One. We watch him die one by one. And then on mass. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, bold. I have, I have, well, first of all, I mean, I can't point to a lot of American made movies where there isn't a happy ending. Yeah. Let alone a Star Wars movie. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I think people went into this movie saying like the, the kind of punchline that you would repeat on the Internet is yeah. like, well, you can't spoil this movie for me because we all know how it's going to end. Except... We all know that the rebels are going to get the, the plans and they're going to blow everything up. Except, no, there is a surprise. There you is. don't expect to get invested in like this team of amazing characters yeah. and then watch them all die. I mean, Empire Strikes Back had, a, 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 I guess, a not as not as happy an ending. But even that felt hopeful. That felt yeah. like. Like, I mean, the heroes were down, but they weren't out. Yeah. You know, this. Whew. Yeah. And also a Star Wars film that didn't have a single Jedi in it. Uh, Well, had one. Well, he was a force sensitive, but. Well, no, we had a fallen Jedi. Was he a Jedi? Was Anakin Skywalker a fucking Jedi? Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's Sith. He's not Jedi. I guess you didn't see the prequels. He was a Jedi for a very long time. I guess you didn't see the Clone Wars. He was a Jedi for a long time. I don't recognize those films. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, 
the best part about this movie for me is they gave us Darth Vader. They gave us a lot of Darth Vader. A lot. They gave us dialogue. More Darth Vader than I thought they, they were going to give. They dialogue scenes with Darth Vader where you got to hear him talking about war and still use that kind of menacing snark that yeah, he used yeah. throughout the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, we got to see him, see people cower in his presence. We got to see a quick shot of him out of armor in a Bakta tank. Yeah. Basically just like a, a fried t- potato. Yeah. Still just trying to, <laughs> still trying to regenerate what, what, what man was left of him. Um, yeah. And then at the end of the film, we get a moment Ooh. that I have been waiting to see on screen for that last 15 years. What yeah. I thought I was going to get in the in Revenge of the Sith that we didn't get. Yeah. I, we got to see an agile, able Darth Vader and doing angry. badass fucking Sith shit. Yeah. Not just the kind of clunky David Prowse sword fighting that he did in, the, in all of his duels, but actually blocking blasters bolts and twirling his saber around and yeah. deflecting bolts and force choking a motherfucker to the ceiling and pulling guns out of people's hands. And the sequence that went on for like 30 seconds, it felt like, Oh, so good. It was, I was just so intoxicated by it. And that 30 seconds in the yeah. theater of just my jaw, just tense <laughs> from being open and not breathing. <laughs> It put salve on the wound of 20, all of 2016 for me, even maybe 2015. Wow. It made me so happy because it's just something that I've like. You've been waiting for that. Yeah. You see it. You see it in, in, in Star Wars Rebels. You see it in the, in the new Marvel books. You see it in the in the video games. But you, we haven't seen it on the big screen. Right. And here he was just on a goddamn angry Vader warpath. <laughs> and it was I everything know. that I'd ever done. And I, what I love about it, it's just him. No stormtroopers, no backup, nothing. No. He basically steps onto a rebel ship and just fucking mows through it. And it's kind of great because I had a moment earlier on oh. when I was questioning the, the chief baddie. Yeah. And he was questioning him and the chief baddie was kind of like, kind of being a dick. Kind yeah. Of him, kind of talking back and giving him some shit. Exactly. Like Vader Force choked him a little bit and gave a really unfortunate line of dialogue eh, after it. That's okay. But, but at the same I'll time, you're it. like... How dare you talk to Lord Vader like that? <laughs> so I, a part of me kind of it kind of took me out for a second because I was like, I, I'm supposed to believe that everybody is absolutely in cowering fear of him all the time. And I feel like Vader had a moment of mercy there. And then later on in the film, when he gets frustrated again, when they lose the plans, when they think it's like a done deal, uh-huh. he just fucking cannot. Yeah. He just loses it. And he's like, yeah. all right, I was kind before. Fuck this. And just mows down a bunch of hippies with lasers. Jesus. It's and so good. Oh my God! It was everything I wanted. And th- yeah, there's even there's even a moment where like, there like so many rebel soldiers are running the fuck in the opposite direction of Vader. Yeah, and the door is jammed. They can't get out. Yeah, and they're screaming. <laughs> they are begging for their lives for this door to open, and it, Vader is just cutting them down. It's just, yeah. God, it was so good. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I I love Rogue One. I want to watch it again. We'll go see. It I want again. I want to watch it again, not in three D. Yeah. Um, we'll go see. It again. I don't. I don't like post conversion three D at all. No, I really don't. It had its moments in the one we saw. There were a couple of times. No, where the, was the, like, the, the, those long ship shots yeah. out in space were great in three D. Yeah, when they were like in command chairs and there was glass bottoms yeah. beneath them. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple moments where I felt it. In my yeah, stomach. yeah, those were great. Yeah, but. There's something about post-conversion 3D where it just makes the film darker. And I, I just, and this is already a dark overcast film. I mean, everybody's dirty. Yeah. Not only, not only that, but like the, like, it just seems like it's always about to rain. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's that kind of like dark 
I don't know, just everything about this movie just seems oppressed, you know, which I guess is makes sense because at this point, the Empire has been in power for, geez, I don't know what, 20 years at this point? Um, uh, yeah. I guess, I mean, how, how old are Luke and Leia at this point? They're like... They're like 20. Yeah, so they've been in... So 19. basically, the Empire has been in power for about 19, 20 years, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, So we're, we're looking at a universe that has been under Imperial thumb for 20 years. And it feels that way. It feels... A, but people feel oppressed and given up and just, I don't know. I don't it was know. great. And it's foreshadowing too, because you know what? It, like 19 years from now, you mm-hmm. are going to look like Fort Whitaker's <laughs> character, Sagarera. <laughs> and you're going to have a couple of robot out of a... <laughs> You guys have the same hair. <laughs> and you're going to be telling stories and you're going to be in like the ruins of Astoria. Yeah. With yeah. your like ragtag band of not rebels, but no. definitely not empire sympathizers no are, no no just waiting for the shit to go down yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a rebellion extremist <laughs> uh i think we need to talk about before we end the digital grand moff tarkin okay. and the digital leia yeah and we were talking about this off mic and i think we both said the same thing in that the first time we saw digital grand moff tarkin and he's a completely digital car- uh, uh, character there's there's, there's probably a mo-capped actor under there somewhere, but it's basically they put a video game character inside of a movie hoping we wouldn't notice. I thought it was just his face. I thought the co- the clothes looked legit. Oh, no. I don't know. There's some... I, think there's, I think the actor doing the voice is standing in that room, and they just digitally replaced his head. Okay. I'll You know what? I'll take your word, which is why I want to see it again. Yeah. The first time I saw it, it was just him looking... Like, we saw his reflection in the window. Ooh, goosebumps. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? If that's all they do, that's that's yep. all I need. Peter Cushing, they digitally put Peter yeah. Cushing in this movie. Excellent. Yeah. But then he turned around. <laughs> then he turned around, and, and all then of a sudden, you're playing Metal Gear Solid. I got fucking Uncanny Valley really, really hard. Yeah. And it, it, it snapped me out of my experience some of the really best, hard. Some of the best human face uh, rendering they've ever done in the ever, movie. Ever, ever done. And still, still looks like a cutscene. It, it still looks, looks like a it video looks, game. It still looks weird. <laughs> it looks like a, a Half-Life 2 cutscene. Um, the voice actor doing Tarkin. Oh, fantastic. Killed it. Sounded just like Peter Cushing. Killed it. But it was weird. So anyway, so that first so then, time you see it, it kind of pulls you out. Right. And so then... Then, but we see him a lot. Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin has actually a pretty beefy role in this movie. We see him again, and it took me out a little bit less. I'm like, that still bothers me, but okay. And then we saw him again, and I'm like, at that point, I accepted it. I'm like, okay, this is just a thing. I'm just going to get over it. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. And then the subsequent times I saw him, it didn't bother me as much. And I, I basically got used to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I agree. When I saw his reflection <laughs> in the glass, I got goosebumps. When yeah. he turned around and started doing dialogue, I kind of started snickering. Yeah. Like, this looks like a yeah. cutscene. Uh, when he came back, I was kind of giggling because I'm like, they're still using they're him? They're still okay. doing that? Okay. By the time they got to like the fourth or fifth appearance of him, I had a moment where I was watching it. And every time I was distracted by watching the facial animation. Yeah. Uh, I had, there was like one moment where I saw him do something and I was like, all right, that shot looked legit. <laughs> like, I think I know which one you're talking about. But at too. that point I'm like losing dialogue because I'm distracted by yeah. watching to yeah. see if, if any of it looks real. And also, I don't know if it looked legit or if it was just, it was getting normal for me yeah. after having seen it a few times. Uh, I agree. It was, it, it was overdone. I think if they'd done more shots or if they've just kept his part down to that reflection, it would have been 
very beautiful. Effective. Yeah, yeah. But they overdid. Um, I understand. I understand why they brought him back because they needed a foil for him. Yeah. And Grand Moff would have been the the highest of command that you could go to. <laughs> yeah. And the most recognizable. But then we get to the end, and this is a huge spoiler alert. The plans eventually make it into the hands of Princess Leia. Just moments before the Empire yeah. boards them at the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, moments. And first we see her from behind wearing the classic white gown with the white hood. And we all gasp. We all gasp. And then it slowly pans. And I'm like, okay. And then we get full, huge face shot of a digital Princess Leia, a, a very young Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Uh, and that, and looked, that it, bothered me. It looked bad. It didn't look real. It looked I, it looked even more uncanny valley than than because because I, because yeah because it's like I only got used to Grand Moff right yeah. <laughs> like I didn't have time to get used to fucking digital Leia and at first I was like okay I guess all right I mean it'll you look, know? It'll look great I, I, when we watch it on our phones next year but, <laughs> <laughs> but on a giant screen RPX theater no and the uh, thing is they could have done so much like I, I'd said to you they could have shot her backlit yeah they could have shot her in silhouette they could have shot her in profile yeah she could have had her hood up she wears a hood at the yeah. beginning of that movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and just seen like a little sliver of her face like they didn't have to give us this glorious money shot where we just see her close up <laughs> on the screen and that's the final shot of the film the, uh, we didn't need that we all know who it would have been we yeah. just when we saw her back in the white gown we all know it's Princess Leia I, got, I like her final line that she got to like, because it, yeah. the movie is, otherwise we watch everybody die and that ends on this, like her actually saying the word hope, but the, the, the digital creation was, it was Oof. too much. This also though, we see this right after I had a 30 second orgasm <laughs> watching Darth Vader yes. do Darth Vader shit for yes. the first time on the yes, big screen. Yes, that's true. And yes. I, even at that point, I was so doped up from that that I didn't even care. Right. I was kind of like, oh, Leia, you look kind of bad, but whatever. <laughs> Oh, you're, oh, Lord You're riding Vader. that Vader high. Oh, Lord Vader, when you force choke that bitch to the ceiling. Oh, I'm probably going to regret saying this because at some point somebody's going to play this back to me a year from now. I don't think they should have done the digital actors. I think they should have just cast people that kind of looked like them. Yeah. And because we're all fucking adults, we know that Peter Cushing is dead. We know that Carrie Fisher is not 21 <coughs> years old anymore. You know... Give us give us the benefit of the fourth you know wall, and just cast actors that would have been at least kind of looking like them. We're, we're it's a movie. We get that it's not real. You don't need to go literal and recreate a fucking digital Peter Cushing. Having said that, doesn't matter. Didn't ruin it. It was still a great movie. Yeah. Having said that, I I still I still liked it. I'm still gonna watch it. Yep. I still I still thought it was probably one of the best Star Wars films I've ever seen. And it was still my favorite thing of 2016. Yeah. Digital warts and all. Digital warts and all. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's our it. that's our year recap. Uh, so uh, from all of us here at the Epic Pie Cast, we hope that you survived 2016 intact. And if you haven't, then uh, then, you know, our hearts go out to you and. We'll meet again back in 2017. We're not going to be back in January. We're going to take a little break. We're going to take a break. Yes. Uh, yes I need yes. a little time out to get a new machine, get up to speed. Right. Yeah. You need a new computer. So uh, we're going to be off. We're going to be off in January. Maybe we'll be back in February. Maybe. 
maybe we won't be back until March. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll just see. Yeah, I guess I you're gonna you're gonna have to tune in and oh, the future like everything it's just it's just filled with so many question marks. Even when it comes uh, to your fourteenth favorite podcast, I hate the future. Oh, that's no attitude to have. I guess not. Merry Christmas, Schaefer. Happy New Year, Nelson. This has been the Epic Podcast, episode fucking fifty. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. And I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. along to this tune i'll hum along to this tune
Oh, shave for you, big poopy head. I'll see you dead very soon. Lugo! Schaefer! So we're going on vacation now. Yay! Awesome. Where I are we going to go? What are we going to do? I need a break from doing this. I oh. need a break from oh. all the things. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Ooh, dude. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. What are you going to do? We're going to go into the future. Dude, I just told you I hate the future. Yo, I know, but we're going to skip. There's going to be terrible things that are going to happen in January, maybe uh-huh. February, maybe yeah, March. Sure. I don't know. We're going to take a little time off from the show and we're just going to skip everything that happens. Okay. Just skip the next couple of months? We're just going to skip the next couple of months. Okay. Let's just go yeah, into yeah, the yeah. future yeah. where. I just assume it's going to be brighter and, and more hopeful. One one would hope. So anyway, you know the deal. Yeah. Here's the big shiny button. Oh, I do like the big shiny button. I know. So you hit that button and we will be shot into the future to our next episode. Come here, button. Are you ready? Yeah. Punch it. <laughs> Oh my God, it's the future. We're here. We no, made no, 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 no. It's literally the same time. I just forgot my phone. Okay, got wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's go. It. Punch it. it. Oh, God damn it. All right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 